Now can we turn to the scripture? This morning's scripture reading is taken from Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 37. Verse 32, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of the possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful at work in them all that there were no needy person among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the cells, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostle called Barnabas, which means the son of encouragement, saw a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Okay, we now uh, invite Bishop Lau Hui Ming to deliver the sermon, Legacies of Faith. Uh, good morning, pastors um, and brothers and sisters in Christ at FMC. I'd like to uh, bring you greetings from the Lord. And also, I want to thank you for, uh, allow, uh, for having me to worship with you and to praise the Lord together, to, to, to worship uh, the living God together this morning. Uh, let us pray, shall we? Father, as we turn over the Bible to read your word, help us, Father, to also open our hearts to you, open our ears to, uh, to you, and open our eyes to see you. Help us, Father, as we draw our attention, turn our attention down to the pulpit. Help us all the more to learn to turn our eyes on you, uh, every moment of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, today, the, uh, the theme uh, for the Seniors uh, Fellowship Sunday is uh, Legacy of Faith. And this is such a beautiful word, isn't it? Uh, something to pass on, something precious for uh, someone whom we trust, someone whom we love, and someone dear to us. And so we pass on the legacy of our faith to our next generations. But talking about, talking about passing on the faith, the legacy, uh, I have something uh, to share with you uh, before we move any further. You know, uh, I read somewhere some time ago uh, that uh, the, the, uh, the research that they made, they say that many people chose to leave the church because they don't like the hypocrites in the church, meaning the hypocrisy of Christians in the church uh, became one of the important factors for people deciding whether to come to the church, uh, whether to belong to the church or not. And that, that is a very painful statement, isn't it? But it is also a painful reality uh, that not all of us in the church are real disciples 
of Jesus Christ. And what is even more painful is that um, when we do not, uh, when we are not real, uh, both in what we say and what we do, both in what we believe in and what we actually live out in daily lives, becomes a stumbling block for many people. And um, we've got to address this. We've got to uh, pray that uh, we, will, uh, we will really, really look into this part of our lives. Uh, legacy of faith, so to say, is not just about what we talk and what we preach, but how we walk our talk. And so, um, uh, legacy of faith, uh, it is about how we live our faith daily. I want to share with you one story. Uh, this story talks about a missionary uh, in China. And each time when we hear about missionary, you know, our eyes kind of like uh, widen up, isn't it? Uh, uh, how, uh, how admiring these uh, missionaries are uh, in their courageous um, testimony uh, in reaching out to uh, the people whom they had no contact with, but they were so courageous that they can speak so well, they can speak so eloquently, they can speak so fluently the gospel and to bring people to Christ. And, and, and often we, we say to ourselves, if only I can speak like them, I will also be bringing people to Christ. And this is the story which I want to, to share with you. There is a story which tells of a missionary to China who was in the language school, you know, uh, someone from the West, and then you want to go to China as missionary. And so before you actually um, start your ministry, you've got to learn the language, right? So this is about a missionary in China, uh, to China, uh, who started the journey in the language school. The very first day of class, the teacher entered the class and without saying even a single word, walked down every row of the students, up and down, up and down, until all is covered. And finally, still without saying a word, she walked out of the room again. And then she come back and address the class. She asked, class, did you notice anything special about me this morning? Nobody could think of anything in particular until quite a moment later, a student finally raised her hand and said, I noticed, I don't know whether this is correct, but I noticed that you had on a very lovely perfume. And I think it is citrus um, in, uh, in smell, she said. And the whole class burst into laughter. You know, what an answer, you know, kind of thing. But the teacher quickly said, come down, come down, class. You know, that was exactly the point that I want to point to you this morning. You see, it will be a long time before any one of you will be able to speak Mandarin well. 
well enough to share the gospel with anyone in China. But even before you are able to do that, you can still, you can still minister the sweet fragrance of Christ to these people by the quality of your lives. It is your lifestyle of love, of joy, of faith, of hope. Live out among the Chinese people that will minister Christ to them. Long before, even long before, you are able to say one Chinese word properly with the right, with, with the right pronunciation uh, to them about personal faith in Christ. I love this story very much. Every time when I uh, retell uh, the story, I, I am reminded time and again that I need to be careful with the way I live my life in the crowd. You know, at the end of the day, most probably people will forget all that you say to them. But surely they will remember how their lives had been impacted by how we live our lives among them. Isn't that the gist of the gospel? And isn't that the gist of the legacy of faith that we are all talking about? It is not just about what we say and what we talk and what we preach to them, but it is the way of life, all right? The way of life uh, that we leave behind uh, to them. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, um, how do we live out our lives in a way they will take it so preciously as this is the legacy that I want to capture. This is the kind of life that I want to uh, imitate. We will come to this passage later on, uh, but I want to share with you this quote uh, that I find very helpful. It says that your most powerful testimony is how you treat others after the church service is over. We all behave like angels. We behave like, you know, almost like saints uh, when we come for the uh, church service, when we come to the church. Uh, but he says, that is, not the, that, is, that is not the actual us, you know. Uh, the most powerful testimony of ours is how we treat others after the church service from Monday to Saturday, maybe. And so uh, this is what we need uh, to keep reminding ourselves. And especially during this time of pandemic, uh, when everything is being filtered out, when everything is become so, you know, uh, when, 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 the, uh, when the bottle of water, uh, which is, you know, with a, lot of, with a lot of things inside is being settled, and you will see clearly uh, between water and the sand or the mud. And pandemic is a time uh, that we see clearly uh, or clearer uh, uh, how we behave ourselves as a Christian uh, by the way we live out our faith. 
And I made this uh, comparison lately. You know, coronavirus can be devastating, uh, which uh, we, we all know. I want you to concentrate on the left column first, which is about the corona, uh, the COVID-19 virus. It can be fatal, right? Uh, it can be very, uh, well, it is very contagious, especially now that we know some of the variant like Delta variant, it is very contagious. And it can also destroy life and family. And uh, uh, the uh, fear factor uh, is, is, is the thing uh, that came out uh, from this pandemic. Uh, people reacted uh, in fear uh, towards this virus. And uh, we, we practices this physical and social distancing. And so uh, that, that is thing that uh, that is consequential of the uh, COVID-19 virus, isn't it? Because of the COVID-19 virus and we do not want to be infected. And so uh, we got to observe that physical distancing between each other. Now look at the right column. Uh, you know, the behavior, the consequences of sins are quite similar to the uh, virus. Uh, we have the fire of hell, um, equivalent to uh, the fatal uh, virus. And we have the devastating temptations. We keep praying the Lord's prayer that the Lord will lead us away uh, from temptations and being defeated by temptations. And uh, here it says it can destroy life and family. Well, sin uh, took away the meaning of life from us. And you have the fear factor and sin snatches away peace and joy from us and uh, gives us the fear as well. Uh, and here in the sin um, column, you have the relationship with God and man are being broken. And so we have, we have broken relationship. We have, uh, uh, we have um, uh, uh, all kinds of behaviors like anger. We have disappointment, we have uh, divorce, and so on. But I want to tell you that this is not all uh, that is in the picture. What I mean is coronavirus can be devastating, yet it can be avoided, isn't it? And first, again, I want you to concentrate on the left column. Uh, the coronavirus can be avoided by SOP, SOP, SOP. Uh, everybody is uh, reminding us time and again that we need to put on masks all the time. Uh, we need to observe distancing. Uh, we need to do this. We need to do that. All right. That is a very important part if we want to avoid being infected. And we need to observe hygiene habits. We need to get vaccinated. Um, and we need, uh, you know, now, as we entered into another, uh, 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 we are being elevated uh, another level up. Uh, we are to learn to live with the virus. And in the same, in a, in a similar way, all right, sin can also be avoided. Sin can also be overcome, so to say, if we leave, uh, you know, some uh, similar to the virus um, lifestyle, like for example, SOP with 
Christ-centered life. And SOP is not just when you go out of the house, uh, when you are meeting with uh, positive, uh, um, uh, potentially positive uh, people. Uh, it is every moment of your life, you've got to observe SOP. And in the same way, if you, if you want to live uh, to overcome sin, you, your life has to be Christ-centered. And things like prayer, Bible reading, attending uh, church uh, meetings are something that will uh, regulate us or uh, habitual disciplines that will help us to gear our life to be Christ-centered. And hygiene habits reminds us to be clean. And the Bible says, to overcome sin, we need to live a holy life. And uh, vaccination is the way forward. Everybody has to be vaccinated. Uh, and in the same way, uh, in order to be fully, uh, you know, uh, to overcome sin fully, we need to receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord. And what about living with virus with regards to our faith? We are to live victoriously with Christ. We can do that. You know, if our lives uh, has got Jesus Christ in us at our center, all right, uh, we, can, we can live victoriously, uh, overcoming sin. So, you know, people are looking at us. People are watching us Christians. How do we overcome the the fear of, of uh, COVID-19. People are looking at us. How do we maintain a Christian, a hopeful uh, uh, kind of uh, behavior uh, in the face of pandemic? Likewise, you know, um, when, when you have disappoint, uh, disappointing moments, how do you as Christians uh, adjust your life? Uh, when you are faced with uh, strong temptations, for example, how do you uh, turn away from the power of sins? People are watching us every single day and every single moment. And so this morning, I want to bring, uh, to share with you three points. Uh, you know, this is the kind of legacy of faith that we need to pass on. We need to leave out uh, for people, for our next generation uh, to imitate uh, from us. Number one is uh, we need to be vigilant, but don't lose faith. My three points are faith, hope, and love, which I think we are all familiar with it, right? Uh, and so uh, the first point is faith. Um, in the face of pandemic, we are all told to be vigilant. We are all uh, reminded uh, again and again, that we need to take serious precautions, the SOP uh, and all that, all right? Uh, and I want to say that these are very uh, important uh, to be vigilant, to, to be, uh, uh, you know, to take all the necessary precautions. These are all necessary. Uh, but what I want to say is um, we need, uh, to do all this, not just for our own sake, but also for the safety of others. 
a person who says that he is not worried about either the coronavirus or the uncertain days ahead is either ignorant or dishonest. Uh, meaning feelings of anxiety and apprehension at this time of life journey are understandable and normal. In, in all situations, God invites us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us, isn't it? But brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to say this and listen carefully. If we keep feeling great fear that causes us sleepless nights, this may well reveal false foundations uh, of faith in our life. What I'm saying is, yes, we, 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 we do have a feeling of apprehension. We do, you know, um, have um, the kind of attitude that we want to be careful. Uh, but if we overdo it, uh, if, we, if we go to that extreme of overdoing uh, the, uh, the precautions that we don't even dare to go out, that we, don't, uh, we, we cannot sleep well in the evening because so much, so much fear mounting up. Every day when we look at the figures, every day when we uh, hear reports, every day when we read uh, those messages uh, on social media, uh, we are crippled by fear. And sometimes we even become paranoid. You know, um, uh, we, we become so uh, uh, crippled uh, that we can't do anything. Uh, uh, our lives is just full and filled with fear. Um, uh, in proportion, uh, you know, uh, disproportion kind of thing. So we got to uh, beware. We got to be very careful that we are people of faith. Yes, there are fears. Yes, there are reasonable uh, app apprehension. We need to be careful with all this, you know. Uh, uh, we've got to change our lifestyle. But please uh, be very careful that all this should not cause us to lose grip in Christ's promises. The Bible says, do not fear. You know, when I was studying disciple Bible study, uh, from starting from red and then to green and then moving on to purple and gold. Uh, even though I graduated from the Bible seminary, I thought, do not fear only appear in the gospel, in a book of, in a full gospel. But until I, you know, I, I studied the Bible in more detail through disciple Bible study, I discover that this assurance of God's promise, do not fear, actually appears almost uh, from the beginning to the end, meaning from the book of Genesis right until the book of Revelation. You can find do not fear in the book of Isaiah, in the book of Genesis, in the book of Revelation. So what I'm saying is, our mark, uh, the, the mark of our faith is fear not. And so if we, if we are overcome by fear, if our mark, our symbol is fear, everybody sees us 
wow, so much fear. Uh, you have so much fear. Uh, that is uh, telling us that something wrong is, is, is within us. All right? And so we got to do something about it. John 16, 33 also says uh, something similar. I have told you these things, the Lord said, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so please, brothers and sisters in Christ, exhibit our faith, uh, exercise your faith um, uh, uh, as we, as we, as we uh, take precautions, uh, as we exercise our vigilance uh, in, the, in, the, in the midst of this pandemic. But let us also don't forget uh, that we are people of faith. All right. Next, uh, it is uh, grieving. Uh, grieving is another common response during this pandemic. But what I want to remind us, uh, encourage us, is that uh, uh, in, in the process of grieving, we should not lose our hope in Christ. What is, what is grieving? We grieve because we have lost someone, isn't it? Uh, lost someone to COVID, for example. But we, we may be grieving for ourselves because uh, we have lost our health um, uh, we, we are not as healthy as before. Uh, we are now, you know, um, not that young anymore. We are not in our 20s. We are not in our uh, 30s. Uh, and so we are, we are not having that kind of uh, health level. Uh, and, because, and maybe because we grieve because we also lose to COVID as well. Some of us may be positive uh, infected uh, by COVID. We may also grieve because we have lost our job, lost our business, or we may even lose our uh, routine, uh, the normal routine before pandemic. We used to go traveling uh, three, four times a year to visit our sons, daughters, or even grandchildren, as Reverend Anita pointed out just now. Uh, and so uh, your whole life, become so worried, uh, when can you go? Uh, when can you travel? Uh, and you become very uh, gloomy. Uh, you become very disappointed because you cannot do the things that you used to do. Uh, and so you are very down. You are, very, you, you are emotionally low uh, because you have lost all this control of daily routines. You cannot do the same thing as in the past, all right? And so um, you are emotionally disturbed. Uh, you, you grieve uh, in, uh, in just one word, all right? Uh, and you cannot, you cannot have your favorite activities like parties or uh, overseas vacation or even church events uh, and so on. I'm not trying to belittle your loss, all right, brothers and sisters. But as you grieve, do not grieve to a point that you lose your faith and hope in Christ. The message in the book of Revelation clearly reminds us uh, that we are to 
to remain faithful unto death. And we've got to learn to persevere in all circumstances. That's the message that we glean from the book of Revelation. And another verse that I want to uh, uh, bring to our attention is this. 2 Thessalonians 4.13. We usually uh, uh, read this verse when we have a funeral. Uh, the Bible says, We do not want you to grieve like the rest who have no hope. Wow. Isn't that powerful reminder to all of us? You know, sometimes we, we thought it is, it, is, it, is, um, it is all right. Well, I lost everything. I, I've lost this. I've lost that. And so you should respect my, my grief. Uh, you should honor my, you know, my, uh, uh, my disturbed emotions. You should not question me. You should not challenge me. I'm sad. I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally uh, uh, gloomy today. So please respect me. Yes, that can do. But I also want to remind you that uh, the words of the Lord reminds us uh, that we should not grieve like, the, like, like, like those who have no hope. All right? Uh, uh, reminding us that whatever happens, we still have Jesus Christ. Uh, no matter what the circumstances are, we should never forget uh, that the Lord is uh, doing something new every morning. All right? Uh, the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, reminds us that no matter uh, how devastating the situation can become. The Bible says in Lamentations chapter 3 says that the mercy of the Lord is new every morning. Can people, can people testify uh, that that Bible verse through our life every day? We got to uh, pass on that kind of legacy of faith that kind of faith legacy that people can see and testify that, wow, Christians are a bunch of different people because their God is a great God. Their God is a God of hope who brings hope and mercy every single day. All right? And Paul says this, even though your, your physical body may uh, may uh, may be uh, you know um, uh, may be uh, may not be healthy, but the grace of God is sufficient to our needs every single day. The grace of God is sufficient to our needs. So, brothers and sisters, never lose hope. No matter what happens, no matter what comes uh, to us. Yes, we grieve. Yes, we are sad, but there is a limit that we must turn to God for new hope, new beginning, and new mercy every day. Lastly, uh, we, uh, we care about ourselves so much that sometimes we lose our love. We become insensitive to people around us. We, uh, uh, we, 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 
we can be so mindful of our own uh, needs that we, we forget about others. I want to uh, go back to the passage that we have just uh, heard or read uh, a while ago from Acts 4, 32 to 37. And you must know that the background of this passage is the early Christians. And the early Christians are the group of people who persevered in the faith of Jesus Christ. And uh, to, to, to profess a faith in Jesus Christ those days means persecution, means you, you, uh, you may even have to risk your lives um, and also being, being disowned uh, by your own family, by your loved ones, by your friends. And so sometimes they will have to uh, run away from their homes, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, something so, uh, so sad. And so this is what happened in, uh, in the book of Acts. Uh, they come together uh, and they share the same faith. And because they have run away from the, from the family, and so uh, they have nothing, uh, they have no support, physical support. And so they're going to rely on one another um, uh, from the community of faith. And so here says, verse 32, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that uh, any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. And I want you to uh, pay attention to verse 33. It says, with great power, the apostles continue to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Wow. This is, the, this is the message that we need to capture. Uh, they continue to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there was no needy persons among them. And I want to share with you uh, a, a, co a commentator, also a, an author by the name of Willie Mong, uh, who made this comment. He says, the most eloquent testimony to the reality of the resurrection is not an empty tomb. Now, I need to make a little footnote here. You know, almost at every Easter Sunday uh, service, you will hear preacher uh, making uh, reference to the empty tomb, right? And, say, and, and they will usually say something like this. Uh, this empty tomb reminds us that Jesus is resurrected. And because Jesus is resurrected, our faith is the real faith. Our God is a living God. And so empty tomb is the testimony to the reality of the faith that we believe in. But this person, Willimon, is pointing us beyond that. He is telling us, reminding us that apart from empty tomb, there is another, uh, another, uh, another uh, item, another factor uh, that we should not miss. 
And he carried on by saying, a group of people whose life together is so radically different, so transformed, so completely changed from the way the world builds its community that there can be no explanation other than that something decisive has happened in history. Isn't that profound? It is reminding us uh, that uh, the, the, way we change, uh, the way we live out our lives in the crowd, the way we, is, uh, I mean, the way uh, we experience our lives being transformed through Jesus Christ, it is actually a great testimony telling people the Lord and the faith that I put my trust in is the cause of all the transformation and all the radical changes that you see in my life. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, that kind of communal love, that kind of caring for one another, that kind of selfless um, giving uh, is what uh, uh, turned the, the, the world upside down uh, in the first century, all right? And that to the historian and theologians uh, is the uh, most eloquent testimony uh, to the reality of the resurrection. And so the question here for us uh, to, uh, to, uh, to meditate on today is, are we today um, uh, more resurrected in the, in the way we live our lives? Do we live our lives in such a way that when people look at us, they will say, wow, your God is truly a different God. Your God is truly a God who has resurrected from death. All right? So, um, just now I mentioned about self-care. You know, um, during the past 18 months, we have been conditioned uh, to care for yourself, right? Uh, when, you, uh, when you have to talk with someone, uh, you've got to... Uh, you've got to be very careful. You've got to protect yourself. Put on the mask. Uh, you've got to look, uh, you've got to uh, see everybody around you as potential uh, positive cases people, you know. And so when you come back from the supermarket or the market uh, or from your office, you have to quickly uh, sanitize your, uh, especially your hand, right? Uh, so that you don't get infected and you bring the virus back to other families in your house. So we have been conditioned uh, to kind of like treat people that we meet every day as potential positive cases. Uh, and, 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 and we, we may potentially be in, infected uh, because of the people that we interacted with. And so... Uh, that sometimes if we are not careful, we can run into that kind of uh, selfish mentality. I got to, uh, you know, protect myself. Uh, I got to 
be very jealous. Uh, uh, no, uh, I got to be very selfish in that sense. Uh, without being sensitive uh, to the emotions, to the needs of other people. So brothers and sisters, it is not wrong uh, to be careful and to care for our self, uh, safety and health. But in so doing, let us be sensitive and let us be careful and let us watch out for the needs whether be it uh, physical needs or emotional needs of other people. Let us uh, uh, be kind in our words and let us uh, be uh, caring in our behavior. I want to uh, uh, close by saying this. We all know that there are four gospels in the Bible, right? Uh, and what are they? Uh, book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The four gospels are so important uh, because they tells us uh, the, the life of Jesus Christ, our Lord, uh, the, the, uh, the crucifixion, the ministry, the death, uh, and uh, the burial, as well as the resurrection and the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, not ascension, but uh, uh, ascension will be in the book of Acts. So full gospel, very, very important. It tells us uh, how Jesus died for us and was resurrected from the dead, right? But you know what? Someone actually says uh, there is the fifth gospel. Have you ever heard of it? The fifth gospel. Do you know that there is the fifth gospel? I remember one time when I shared this uh, illustration, someone down there answered, uh, replied by saying, oh, I know, the fifth gospel is the book of Acts. <laughs> well, I must say, it is not the answer. The fifth gospel is you. You are the fifth gospel. Why? Because when we live out the life of Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord, people are looking at us each, each day. People are watching for uh, the way our lives are transformed. They want to see how true is the full gospel uh, changing my life uh, through my behavior. They want to check whether the full gospel are, uh, are that powerful through uh, my life. All right? And so when I when I when when you and me leave out the living gospel, um, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, the living uh, power of Jesus Christ, people uh, see us as if they are seeing Jesus Christ in us. That's the faith legacy that we want to pass on. Not the dead gospel, but the living gospel. Um, and that, that is the most powerful testimony that we want to tell people. Uh, and that's the most powerful testimony uh, that Jesus Christ wants us to, uh, to live out. So brothers and sisters, 
let us remind ourselves um, as we go through this um, pandemic. Yes, we need to be vigilant, but don't lose our faith. Yes, we may grieve because of the um, things that we cannot enjoy, uh, that we used to enjoy, but don't lose hope. Yes, we care very much of our own safety and health, but don't lose hope to our community. Our faith, our hope, our, our, our love is the most powerful testimony to people around us. May God bless us and help us.